This is Jazz Shapers with Elliot Moss on Jazz FM. Listening colour in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. That was Jimmy Smith with The Cat. It's already put me in a good mood because if you listen regularly, and I hope you do, you'll know that's one of my favourite artists ever. Good morning. This is Jazz Shapers and I'm Elliot Moss. Thank you very much for joining me. Jazz Shapers is the place where you can hear the very best of the people who are shaping the world of jazz, blues and soul. And right alongside them, we bring someone who we call a business shaper. And I'm very pleased to say that my person shaping the world of business today is James Hind. And James Hind is the co-founder and CEO of Carwow. And they are, and I quote the easiest way to buy a car online. You'll be hearing lots from James about how he's found his way and grown that business, and it's a good story too. In addition to hearing from James, you'll be hearing from our programme partners at Mishkondorea, some words of advice for your business. And then we've got some cracking music today from the shapers of jazz, blues and soul. Nina Simone is in there, new music from Carmen Lundy, and this from Richard Boner. Richard Boner with Kubaneando. This is Jazz Shapers, as I said earlier, and my business shaper today is James Hind. And James Hind is the co-founder and CEO of CarWow. It's just a great name, isn't it? And CarWow are the people that make life as easy as you possibly can make it uh, if you want to buy a car. James, hello. Hello. Thank Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining. Now, you're very young, and I know you don't think you're very young, but compared to me, you're very young. And I meet all sorts of people here that have come out of university, and then 20 years later, they get their idea. Some people come out of university, they do their first job, or they don't even do that, and they start. You, I believe, um, spent a couple of years or a little bit of time doing a bit of skiing, a, bit mm-hmm. ski, a ski operator, a ski instructor, excuse me, and you worked in a fund management company. How quickly did you realise you were going to not be happy unless you were running your own show, before we even get into the idea for Carwell? So I didn't even work at a fund management company. I interned at a fund management company. So I spent three months there and I realised pretty quickly that that wasn't the path that I wanted to do. How did you know? I mean, people say say that to me, but how did you personally know this wasn't for you? So I felt that that industry was kind of riding the wave of the market. They weren't really in control of what they were doing. So it led me to think I'd rather kind of control my own destiny and start my own thing. Okay, then finding your own thing. How did you happen upon this idea called Car Wow? Tell me a little bit about the background and then, then in your words, what the idea is. So the initial idea was trying to help people choose which car to buy by aggregating and collecting all this information out there and making it a very easy way to help pick which car you want. So what we did was collected a whole load of reviews, and the idea for that came from a website called Rotten Tomatoes, which aggregates what everyone's saying about a film and gives a definitive verdict of it's good it's not worth watching so we thought if we could do that for cars then helpful for users easy to understand 
Let's do it. And why cars out of interest? I love cars. You love cars. Yeah. And do what you love. S- since when? Since For- always. Always have done. First love as a car? Uh, Ferrari 250. You sound like one of my sons. Um, and you, interestingly, went into business with um, Alexandra. Um, and Alexandra uh, Margolis, I believe. Alexandra is was your girlfriend at the time? Is my girlfriend. Is your girlfriend, but was she at the time you... Uh, yeah, absolutely. Tell me about that. I mean, we, we'll, we'll come into more detail. You're with the person you love the most in the world. What's that like in terms of a stress and strain every day? So we find it very easy. It's kind of what we've always known. So we only knew each other for a year before starting the business. So we've, we've kind of grown up together, no, working together. And running a business is very stressful, time-consuming, etc. So having your partner also going through the same thing means that you're kind of aligned with that. And I know a lot of friends who are CEOs whose girlfriend or partners or boyfriend don't work with them, and they find it quite stressful not being able to relate with them and why you're all so stressed, etc. You can bathe in the lake of pain together. Exactly. Stay with me for much more from my business shaper today. That's James Hind, co-founder and CEO of Carwell. Time for some more music and another classic here. It's Bill Withers with Ain't No Sunshine. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone It's not warm when she's away Ain't no sunshine when she's gone And she's always gone too long Anytime she goes away Bill Withers with Ain't No Sunshine. James Hines, my business shaper today, as I said, he's the founder and CEO of Carwell. Um, we were talking earlier about the relationship with your loved one, uh, with Alexandra, and, and, that, and, and that understanding of pain and sharing that pain. At what point from the inception of the, the business, which I believe was 2010, seven years now, at what point did you realise you had a goer, that you actually were going to do this and it was going to work? So very quickly after we launched the website, we had a lot of interest from ultimately our competitors at the time. So car magazines, et cetera, et cetera, who liked the model and wanted to have a chat with us and offer some investment. So we knew quickly that, that was a, we were onto something interesting. We declined their investment because we didn't want to work with that kind of publishing company. Um, and we realized pretty quickly that while helping people choose which car to buy was a problem to solve, actually helping someone buy a car is a far bigger problem. Um, and, and in terms of the different skill sets that it takes to put together um, any business, but whether it's the financial stuff, whether it's the knowledge of the car market, though it sounds like you, you kind of have a sense of that. Obviously, the whole online capability piece and then all the, the coding and all that, that's quite a lot to assemble. As someone who hadn't set up a business, how did you know what to do? Uh, yeah, we didn't. Well, I didn't know anything about running a business, so I read a huge amount of books, listened to podcasts, uh, asked people for advice, constant learning all the way through. Alex had done a lot of web design and done some development as well. And we also brought on board David, who's our other co-founder technical co-founder so he built up the actual website website the code base himself so he was an expert in that field alex was an expert designer i knew nothing but learned on the job <laughs> i was gonna ask you what's your what's your expertise james i mean you know so I, I did study finance at university but it hasn't been applicable or useful so far and of all the books which is an interesting point in itself of all the books you read and the podcasts you listened to do you remember any of them now and, and had they had a big enough impact that it actually changed what you were thinking about how to run your business? So the best business books, I think, are always the biographies or autobiographies of other successful business people. 
because they really relate to, again, the pain and the uncertainty and the, the constant need to learn and redevelop your skills. They, they were always the most helpful. And in terms of one message about the you managing your uncertainty that, that someone listening might take from this, what did you do to overcome those nights when you went, what am I doing? So again, it's that's what that's why it helps to read lots, to talk to other entrepreneurs, because everyone's going through the same thing. Some of them won't admit it, but they are. So having those that kind of shared experiences, shared pain, shared problems really helps. Stay with me to find out more and, and get some insights indeed if you're thinking about setting your own business. From my business shape today, that's James Hind. Latest travel in a couple of minutes, but before that, it's another part of our Future Shapers series. It's someone who is going to be shaping the world of business in the very near future. Hi, I'm Bianca Miller, Managing Director and Founder of The B Group and Bianca Miller London. And The B Group is a personal branding business. We help people market themselves for a better future. And Bianca Miller London is a diverse hosiery brand offering eight shades of nude to redefine what nude means in the fashion industry. Bianca Miller London really came out of my annoyance of not being able to get nude tights to suit my skin tone. I was working in the city, the expectation was that you wore nude tights and regardless of where I went or how much I tried to spend, there wasn't the right shade for me and I thought I can't be the only woman struggling and it's really unacceptable that there's only a kind of two shades of nude uh, in the country (laughs) so I decided to make a change. Some of the challenges we faced, I think for the B Group, I was 23 when I started the business and I had no clients and I had to start from scratch and really build a a client list and build credibility in the industry, which we've managed to do. We now work with some phenomenal blue chip organisations. And also the other issue was um, really with Bianca Miller London was establishing a need for nude hosiery. Even though I was on The Apprentice and 10 million people have seen the concept, going to stores and speaking to buyers, sometimes they really didn't understand the need. They still questioned whether, you know, people of colour or people lighter than the average that they were offering would actually buy tights. And it was kind of trying to overcome that and prove to them that diversity is is very necessary um, in the fashion industry. I would say um, my leadership style is such that I really want my team to feel that they're invested in the business also. So I want them to have ideas. I want them to say to me, Bianca, actually, I think this makes more sense. Or Bianca, you know, I think that's a great idea. I've looked into this and I, I think, why don't we try this as well? You know, I really want them to feel like they're growing with the business. It's a small business. So the team that I have, I want them to feel like they're part of that growth. My ambition for the business, I think for the B Group, is to work with more organisations, really affirming the need for personal branding um, for women's groups, for um, ethnic minority groups, but also for people who are trying to um, better their leadership journey um, and are going for, you know, higher level positions. I really want them to see the need to invest in their people and give them that personal branding help and assistance to help them in their journey. Jazz Shapers presents Future Shapers, the future of business today. You'll find that future shaper in full at jazzfm.com. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. You're listening to Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss. Every Saturday morning, I get to sit very close, not too close, obviously, but pretty close to someone who's shaping the world of business, someone who we call a business shaper. If you've missed any of the 
over 250 now go to iTunes put in the words Jazz and Shapers you'll find a few there if you're travelling on British Airways anytime soon you can find us there as well and cityam.com is another destination James Hind is my business shaper today he's the co-founder and CEO of CarWow and they might make life very easy if you want to buy a car now it wasn't very easy in the beginning as James was alluding to and there were the nights of what the hell am I doing obviously and as you said James that's not, you're not the only person to have been in that place even if they don't admit it when was the moment you realized that there was uh, the need to scale and the need for investment and then how did you go about getting it because i believe your first round was a quarter of a million pounds back in around 2013 that's right so we started the business and ran it for two three years without funding we had no money so we had to grow it all ourselves. Um, we had no marketing budget. Is that we, a good thing, though, growing it yourself? Is that a good lesson in terms yeah, of... Yeah, because you have to do everything. So you really get to grips with the business. You're very close to the small amount of customers you have. So you really get to know their pain problems. So we realized, though, that we would have to raise money to build the business, to employ more people, to actually spend any money in marketing. So we set out to try and raise some uh, money from angel investors. So we didn't know anyone, but we sent a lot of cold emails to people who's, who we had read about, had built successful businesses. And of course, 99% of them never replied. But we managed to meet some very, very good uh, successful entrepreneurs and managed to get them to club together to invest in us. And that was round one. How soon after that? Because I believe there was another level of a million and another few after that. I mean, Yeah, I think nine months later we raised a million and something and then nine months after that, five million and then a year after that, uh, 12 million. So it got, I mean, it sounds like once you've broken the back of it, like anything's like making your first film, it kind of comes after that. It does get easier for sure. Um, but um, again, it's the same, it's the same challenges. It's still telling a story, persuading them to invest, but it does get easier, particularly when you've got very good investors from the previous rounds. So they're backing the investors from the previous round, but what else are they backing, James? So ultimately they're backing the team. So not just the founders, but the management team. And they ultimately believe that that's the key thing. The market's important and the product's important, but particularly in the very early stages, it's the people. And looking back very briefly, was there a moment when you got it completely wrong in front of investors? And if so, what, what did you get wrong? Yeah, so we really struggled to raise investment the first for the first year or so. And I think it's because we just weren't telling a very compelling story. Uh, not helped by the fact that on paper we all were nothing, as in we had no real background or experience, so that didn't help. But eventually we managed to get the story straight and also meet investors who had the appetite for a bit of risk. Well, that's the secret then, all those things. Story, right investors, and just keep going, it sounds keep like, going. which is important. Time for some more music before we come back to James. This is from Carmen Lundy off her new album, Code Noir. It's called The Island, of The Sea and You. was the island the sea and you from carmen london nice and lilting it was too james hines my business shaper today um we've been talking about 
the trials and tribulations of raising money. It's all very well having the idea, but you've got to get your story straight. You've got to keep going. You've assembled your team now. We're seven years in. Um, I believe there's around 100 people working for the business. Uh, your turnover is significant. Obviously, you've got proper investors. Um, and the list here from Borders and Capital, Excel, and I believe Alex Chester turnover at Zoopla is an investor as well. These are proper names. What are they now looking for? How patient are they being with you, James? Have you got a, is it a get-rich-tomorrow plan or is it a kind of 10-year trajectory? No, we want to build a uh, large business. We know that the market that we're in, people buying brand new cars, is a very big market. Lots of people buy new cars. And people tell us it's a very painful and comfortable buying experience. So we have a real problem to solve. And there's a lot of people out there, so we need to grow to be able to cater for all that. They are patient investors. They don't want to make a quick buck. And we chose those investors because they've built very successful companies. So first investors in companies like Facebook, in Zoopla, as you mentioned, Dropbox, Spotify, etc. So they've been there on the ride before. So they had a huge amount of value in helping us grow. You seem incredibly composed and calm. And I know you're seven years in and you were really very young when you started. Is this just your natural disposition or are you just putting on a really good front for me? No, I think it's a, It's not a front. It's just the way we always speak. It's open, honest. That's the That's the culture we have within the business. But you, you don't get het up and stressed about stuff, or if you do, you handle it in a calm way. Yeah, it's not my style. And the culture, is there a, is there a strong culture at Carl? Is that the culture? Keep Absolutely. Calm. It's key to, I think, any business. People is all that really matters at the end of the day. So having people who match what we want, so that humbleness, the open uh, and confidence that's really really important some days you must just feel ratty right or a bit irritated or someone doesn't quite deliver i mean does james ever flash no not not my style my co-founders the more european <laughs> have that sense sometimes but <laughs> but it that all works well but that works well together does Absolutely. it in the sense that we know james is going to be calm the other ones well, maybe less so yeah but actually that's quite enjoyable bit of bit of friction bit of no, no no bad thing and your ambition is to just carry on growing it there's no great rush it sounds like um is that going to work for you do you think i mean have you got it all mapped out yeah we we know that this market as i said is is very big and the problems are very big so we offer a great solution but we still want to keep improving it constantly 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 helping more consumers buy their cars helping them find great dealers that's what we're really passionate about and yeah we're not going to stop anytime soon final chat come out with james um my business shaper today plus we'll be playing a track from louis prima that's after the latest traffic and travel jazz shapers on jazz fm in partnership with mishkondorea it's business but it's personal. Baby, baby, it looks like it's gonna hail. Baby, baby, it looks like it's gonna hail. You better come inside, let me teach you how to dive and wheel. Oh, you gotta jump and jive and then you will, you gotta jump and jive and then you will, you gotta jump and jive and then you will, you gotta jump and jive and the upbeat sound of Louis Prima with Jump, Jive and Whale. That gets you the mood, doesn't it? James Hyme is my business shaper uh, just for a few more minutes. And we've been talking about how he arrived at this point seven years into the business, funded with a plan. It all sounds fantastic. Are there any black clouds on the horizon? I mean, we're in a, a state of uncertainty. We're 
on the point we will be we will be leaving the European Union, which makes a big difference to, to potential car sales. Have you factored those things in, or do you just go, you know what, I can't control it. Are we just going to keep delivering on our plan? Yeah, as you said, there's no point in trying to stress about the uncontrollable too much. We're just very focused on really solving the pain point for the consumer. So yes, the car market might be a bit less, but now's a fantastic time to buy a new car. There's a lot of great finance offerings from the manufacturers, a lot of great cars out there, and people are happy to spend that money on it. Now, let's just say that your car wow um, business gets offered an obscene amount of money, silly amount. Would you go again? Would you, I mean, how will it work? Are you, do you see yourself as a serial entrepreneur or do you see, are you just kind of the guy who loves cars, who happened to find the right partner, who happened to build the right business, or is this something now that's going to be in your blood a bit? I know, I find running a business great fun, very challenging, but yeah, really, really enjoyable. So we're not in any rush to sell whatsoever, but if we were, then I think definitely, why not have another go? And in terms of um, support, and you talked in the early years about, you know, actually you, let, you looked externally to books and listening, and obviously you mentioned, we mentioned your, your partner in life as well as your partner in business. Who else do you go to? Who provides you the best advice now that you're in a different stage to your, in your business's development? So again, it's the, it's the advice from people who have been there and done it before. So people who have built businesses, so we have a couple of advisors and our, invest, and our, our investors, they've, they've all been there before and they've seen the problems. They can give really good advice over that worked here, that didn't work here. And it's very, very helpful. And it's not generic, it's real. And it's no, no, absolutely real, candid uh, and yeah, quite brutal honesty from them. And in terms of you, just before we go to your song choice, you're, we've, we've established that you're calm and we've established that you're clear which and fair. How else would your team describe you, James, as a leader? So I'm fairly hands-off. If, if we see someone who's leading a team and doing a great job, we'll let them get on with it. But we're also very tough on people who we don't feel are putting all that effort in, who aren't really performing. We will be very tough but fair with them. You're a fair man. I think I, I good. I, if there are any jobs going, you let me know. Um, listen, it's been really nice talking to you. Thank you for spending some time with me. Just before I let you go, what's your song choice and why have you chosen it? So I went for Nina Simone, Feeling Good. It's a great song. Very clear again. Here it is, just for you. And I'm feeling good. That was Nina Simone with Feeling Good, the song choice of my business shaper today, James Hind. He was calm, he was clear and evidently fair. A very straightforward view of how to make a business work. How about that? Really good stuff. Do join me again, same time, same place. That's next Saturday, 9am, here on Jazz FM for another edition of Jazz Shapers. Meanwhile, stay with us, because coming up next, it's Nigel Williams. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mish Kondorea. It's business, but it's personal.